As the demand for telemedicine grows, so does the need for connectivity. 5G meets that need. Qualcomm remains focused on giving doctors and patients superior, security-rich 5G connectivity. Learn more at qualcomm.com slash inventionage. You know, this market is crashing. China China's finally admitted that they have been stuffing the numbers and the economy is going down. What's worse is the BRICS, uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, the people who are resource generating. So it's the third world nations that depended upon the Chinese boom. So the it's a ripple effect. It's huge. And I always think it's funny when somebody says, oh, it doesn't affect the United States. I'm going, holy mackerel, what rock do you climb out under, you know? And then when they devalue the yuan or the renminbi, whatever they call it, you know, what does it mean? But more importantly, this shows about what does it mean to the person who believe the old dogma, go to school, get a job, work hard, save money. Get out of debt and invest for the long term in the stock market. Man, if you're long term in the stock market right now, I think you're crazy. And you heard, um, you know, saw Mark Cuban probably read the same book, Flash Boys, you know, because he was on the air talking about um, Flash Boys is about how the stock market is rigged for high high frequency traders. So they're, they're the only guys who made money. You know, as the money's coming down, these guys are front running. You mean they're doing the trade in front of you. So you don't, you know, that basically the word is you're screwed. If you're a mom-and-pop investor investing for the long term, diversifying and all that, you're being screwed billions of dollars. So it's a different world. And what Cuban says, which I agreed with, he says, nothing much has changed since 2007 except flash trading, you know, high-frequency trading. That's what changed. And it's now more volatile, more dangerous than ever before. So all you guys out there who believe in saving money and investing for the long term in the stock market – this is for you. So we're going to give you some new ideas. But this program is especially geared to real estate because in the studio with me today is my sweetheart, Kim. He's my partner, Ken McElroy, Many Deals, and the wonderful Karan Messina. She's a real estate investor, but she most importantly runs Rich Dad Coaching. And right now, everybody needs a coach. So we'll be talking about not so much the stock market, but for those of you who realize if you're saving money – and you have money for the long term in the stock market. You know, our, my sister-in-law just said her stockbroker called her up and said, don't panic. Don't panic. Hang on. You know, don't worry. It'll come back. I'm going, will he guarantee that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's how f- afraid people are. So I think this is a pretty major correction. I think the next one's coming next year, 2016. And as you say in Hawaii, it's going to be aloha to all those people who are going long the stock market. So with that, Kim, what do you want to say? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to love this show because this is our favorite asset. We're talking about real estate, our favorite investment, uh, my favorite investment. We've been, I've been investing since 1989 in real estate. But just one note on the, on the stock market, when the market came down, what was it, 24th of August or so, and uh, 
there was an article in the paper and it said, you know, the Dow came down, the, the Chinese market came down, the ruble came down, everything came down, companies came down. But the only thing that did well were the high-frequency trading firms. That was right. the only one that they profited. They made a lot of money. So and most people don't know what high-frequency trading is. When you invest for the long term, high-frequency traders are, are trading in milliseconds, which is a thousandth of a second, a thousandth of a second, and microseconds, which is a millionth of a second. So they're in and out. They're front-running you. So if you're trying to buy, let's say, Apple at $10, they're going to buy it from somebody else for $10 and sell it to you for $10.02. Now, times a billion shares, they're making fortunes right now. So that's why we like real estate. <laughs> so today, it's tough today, to front run you. On this. Yeah, and and today it's it's great because it, it, this is we're going to cover the whole gamut because Ken McElroy he's he's the, he's going to talk about the trends and the big picture. I mean, he does millions and millions in real estate apartments, things like that. And Ken wears a turban and has a crystal ball. In front of him. <laughs> we hope so. And he we knows what's so. coming, and he's better. He's better, man, because we got all our money with him. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then Coran on the other end, Coran um, is a is a, a rich dad coach, and she's also a real estate investor. And Coran works with people on how to get started in real estate and how to buy that first property, second property, third property. So we got a really great gamut of uh, expertise here. So I'm excited. It's our favorite, favorite asset, real estate. So let's, let's start with Coran. I mean, Coran, uh, why are you in Rich Dad Coaching? I mean, years ago, um, my children gave me a book. And it was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. No. Yes. And they said, Mom, you've got to read this. This is you. And I read it, and it was. Uh, From that moment on, I felt I had been fortunate enough to have invested in real estate. By the time I was 27, I had seven single-family homes. I had a commercial property. I had land in Palm Springs, California. I I was well on my way. I was also an entrepreneur. I had uh, salons, hair salons. and what I did is I took those hair salons and put them into high-end hotels and then took them into retirement residences because I recognized a need. But uh, I, it served me well. And I thought one of the things that Robert taught in, in his uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is to give back. And when I read your message and when I had an opportunity to be exposed to Rich Dad, uh, I wanted to give back. Right. And that's what coaching has done for me. You serve and other people. That's right. Right. Absolutely. Thank you for that. And your expertise is real estate. Is I mean, re- you work primarily with people that want to get into real estate, or they've done some small deals. They want the keep. They want to keep going. They want to keep growing. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're going to do real estate, take a real estate coaching course first. It'll save you a lot of headache, pain, misery, and money. You know, education, edu- education, and, education. And you're guided through step by step. How do you do it so you don't make those big mistakes? When, when did you do your first, very first real estate deal? My very first real estate deal was in 1974. Okay. 1974. Okay, great. And that was uh, my very first deal. It was. That was uh, my first year too. Yeah, great. Excellent. Good, time. good, time. Uh, good opportunities. Interest rates went up from there to. Oh like, wow! You know, sometimes as high as twenty percent. Absolutely. And when people complain about interest rates today, I said you haven't been through the hard times yet, you know. They when you haven't. can make a when you can make a deal work at, you know, twelve, fourteen, sixteen percent, you're pretty good. They have no idea, do they? <laughs> That's right. So anyway, and we have our partner here, Ken McElroy. Um, he's a Rich Dad real estate advisor. He's a founder of MC Companies. He's the author of two Rich Dad Advisor books. One is the ABCs of Real Estate Investing. And the second, or the, the second, I think the most important one is not listed here, but I'll say it is property management, right? Yeah, for sure. Property management is the key 
which is why you should be an entrepreneur if you're going to go into real estate. You don't have to be an entrepreneur in the stock market. That's why most people are in it. But if you're going to be a real estate investor, finding the deal, putting it together, not that it's easy, but that's just the start of it. So the next book is the ABCs of Property Management. And the third book is the Advanced Finance and Structuring and Tax Deals and all this. And it's called the Advanced Guide to Real Estate Investing. And that's what we do here. So Kenny, introduce yourself. So, yeah, I started buying uh, single families, duplexes, fourplexes, and, and um, you know, never looked back. I, I never – at that point, you hadn't written the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And, um, you know, I was in the property management business and I was investing in real estate. But I was also investing in stocks and mutual funds and things like that. You know, like you know, you you're supposed to do, I guess. And um, tell you, yeah, they do. And um, what was happening is the only thing for me that was doing well was the real estate that I I had purchased. (laughs) You know, I mean, I was I I remember distinctly. You know, I had two grand after I got out of college, which was a lot of money when I got out of college, and I put it into, you know, the uh, a mutual fund of sorts, and like. Ten years later, it was still two grand or something. And I was like, <laughs> "You must what, have your same, what's same financial going on." You know, it wasn't. You know, <laughs> in hindsight, I actually forgot about it. It was, you know, but it was one of those statements that um, clearly was forgettable because it didn't grow. But um, anyway, so I just turned it into a whole business. So what we'll be talking about today, I really feel for the guys that believe they're financial planners, where they're saving money and they're investing for the long term in the stock market. I think you're in trouble. You're in very big trouble. I don't think you're going to be able, if you're planning on retirement and you're over 40 right now, I don't think you're going to retire. If you're counting on the stock market, I think your days are numbered or they're going to be long, lonely days you know, on the bread line. Everybody in this room, there's four of us who really believe real estate is the best way. But the question is this here. This is the question. You know, what happened was in 2007 when the market came down, you know, Kenny and a bunch of the guys came around and said, keep your powder dry, which means keep cash right now. Because as as a subprime market crashed, there was going to be bargains floating to the surface. The question I have today is what kind of bargains are going to float to the surface? Do you know what I mean? And is the market the same market in 2007 as it'll be in 2016. So it's very important. You don't just jump in because history says, you know, these guys made money last time, last crash. We may not make money this crash. So we might be needing another formula. Right, Kim? Yeah. And, you know, also the other question is if the with, with the market coming down, you know, what happens? How does that affect the real estate investors today? How does that affect? They're talking about raising the interest rate. Well, if the stock market's coming down, are they really going to raise the interest rate? So is there an opportunity here? Where, where are prices today? Um, where are the best places to um, invest? There's, there's a ton of stuff we're going to be talking about. And primarily we're going to be talking the about show. the fundamentals, the fundamentals. If you play by the fundamentals right now, you'll do well. Like, I think it's really quite funny right now is I was listening to all these pundits on CNBC, Bubble Vision, you know, say, oh, what you should be doing now is you should be investing in stocks that pay dividends. Oh, they're all talking about dividends. And I'm going, well, what the heck were you investing for before? Well, they were investing for capital gains and the people in this room invest for cash flow. Completely opposite mindsets. 
So the guys are finally going for dividends, which means some form of cash flow. And they're only now saying invest for dividends. And when, you know, and even Apple's going to start, or it has started paying dividends. I think that's interesting. You know, when China goes, devaluates the yuan, it's coming down, baby. This is not a stock market play. This is a currency play. And it's because the Fed is printing so much money. Europe's printing money. China's printing money. You know, Japan's printing money. So it's coming down. So all of you in the stock market, please listen, because this is the program for you or those of you who are saving money. Why would you save money when they're probably going to lower interest rates one more time just to try to keep this economy afloat? In the meantime, when the yuan drops, the U.S. dollar has to drop too because if we don't drop, our, our exports get too expensive. And when exports get too expensive in America, unemployment goes up. So please pay attention to this. So, so Kenny, let me ask you. I mean, you are in the market every single day, every single minute. What do you see happening in the real estate market today? Well, we're having a tough time buying because prices have gone up a lot. Um, every and, on the commercial, yeah, on the commercial side, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, I, in the commercial space, most of that money is pensions, life. Companies, you know, uh, banks, you know, Fannie Mae, Freddie. So Mac. they've all gotten into the real estate. Yeah, business. and they've always been there, but their their alternatives are less. So a lot of people heading into commercial real estate. And then what happened in two thousand seven? People were getting out, right? Right. So just as an example, you know, um, you know, we have uh, full time acquisition guys. You know, we've looked at six hundred deals this year, um, and we bought one. Out of six hundred. Out of six hundred. Wow. Since uh, and since the prices January. were too high, that it makes sense, right? Right. It eats. You know, we we base everything on cash flow, and it's just extremely hard to find good deals. You, they're still out there, but you, you can imagine the amount so, of work. So, if somebody's just starting out and they're just thinking about getting into real estate, what would you say? And then I want to ask Corinne the same question. What What would you tell them? Well, there's, you know, I'm I'm just focused on multifamily. There's a whole bunch of different kinds of real estate types. You know, I still am uh, really high on uh, self storage, um, as you guys know. And then also, you know, you can't. It's just math. You take a look at the baby boomers retiring, and and you know the next twenty years are going to be really ripe with senior housing and those kinds of things. And interest rates are really low. There's a ton of opportunity still. Um, just you know, my my real estate class is just. Uh, extremely hot. Why are you in self storage? Because you, you've been they primarily. Lost their house. <laughs> in, yeah, I mean, you've been primarily in apartment buildings, and now you're shifting. Why? Yeah. Well, one, I don't see our company being able to buy a lot more in the next couple of years of on apartments. the on the apartments, right? And so, like anything, it's just a shift of uh, you know the real estate class. There's still a lot of a lot of the self storage business is extremely old. It's you know seventies eighties old stuff. You guys have seen it. I, I think the technology and and the design and you know the edginess of of uh, the new stuff is significantly different. So you're going to more higher end type storage, right? Yeah, we we plan on doing you know all kinds of new creative things and, and creating a whole industry around you know um, virtual office actually oh, okay. inside of self storage. So. So, Karan, when somebody wants to get started, you know, nothing breaks my heart no more when somebody says, yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to get out of this stock market. I'm going to liquidate my 401k, which we don't recommend, and I'm going to go buy a house. What do you think Investment happens? Investment house. Well, rental house. Th- what they have to do first is they have to educate themselves. They have to understand the fundamentals. They can't just go out and buy something and expect to automatically be successful. They're setting themselves up for so, so I'm that. on the phone to you and I'm calling you and I'm saying, Corinne, I want to get into real estate, rental properties. What are you going to tell me? I'm going to tell you, great, 
Where? Let's start from the beginning. Where are you now? What do you know? What experience have you had? Um, let's begin this process, but we have to start from the beginning. Now, if they're experienced, well, wonderful. What we need to do is go out and start looking. They have to start working. They have to do their due diligence. We have to see what they will qualify for. Well, we you have, have, to see if you they have a coach that kind of holds their hand to do that, right? We do. Take them through the entire process. And they have to basically sell their deal to you as a coach, right? They do indeed. And their ability. Right. And the big, and that's why for those of you who may not, you know, say, well, I don't know if I can hire a coach right now. Let's start with Kenny's book, The ABCs of Real Estate Investment. It's 20 bucks or something. This is the difference between stocks and real estate. Stocks or paper assets like bonds, ETFs, and mutual funds, they're liquid. You can get in and you can get out the next minute. The moment you sign your name to a piece of real estate, you got it for a while, right, Kenny? Yeah, it's funny. I just had this conversation, you know, because of the stock market bust. Uh, I went into our acquisition guy, Charlie, you know, who's uh, came out of Morgan Stanley. He's a finance guy. And I said, so are you heavy in the, in the market? He goes, he puts his head down. He goes, yes. <laughs> and I said, uh, I go, guess what? When when my real estate portfolio, the occupancy goes down, I walk next door into the president of the company and I say, you know, let's let's get this thing full. And, you know, it's all a control thing. You know, for me, I, I, I can literally, I can I can manage my assets and manage my cash flow inside of my, my own properties with my own property management. But that's why you have to be an entrepreneur. Correct. And, so, and, let, and let me ask you. Just to, the word is called liquidity. If you're in paper assets, you can get in and out in a flash. You don't have to be very good at it. You don't have to be a good entrepreneur. You don't need sales skills. You don't need people skills. You just put the thing on the market and it's gone or hopefully it's gone. But when you're in real estate, you got to ride that baby up and down. Right? And it's a business, like uh, Crown was saying. It, you know, it's not something you can buy and walk away from. It, you, it's, it's a full business that you have to manage. So let me ask you this, because we're going to get this question. I know we're going to get this question, because we always do. Stock market crashes. People are going to go, oh, my God, the stock market crashes. How is that going to affect me now getting into real estate? Does it? Only if they have all their money in stocks. <laughs> I can't believe the guy – your guy your guy was all the way in the market still yet? No, he wasn't all the way in. You, you just got to understand, he, you know, he's a high finance guy and he worked for Morgan and well, – That's um, the problem. Yeah, well, he, you know, he's, you know, he's doing both just like a lot of people. You know, he's diversified and, and so he's in apartments too. But he had a bunch of money in the in the in the market, and um, he just was shaking his head, saying, "You know, the difference is, is uh, you know, occupancies and values of real estate goes up and down. But um, I have I can directly affect it with my management." Yeah. Once again, yeah. it's Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. We're talking today, especially to those of you who bought the old mantra: "Go to school, get a job, work hard, save money." Why would you save money when they're printing money? You know, the Euro Europeans are printing, Americans are printing trillions. Why would you invest for the long term in the stock market when after 2007, this new entity came up, high-frequency trading with dark pools and all that? They're going in in milliseconds. And this market is crashing. China just devaluates. And financial planners are calling all their friends and say, don't worry, it's going to bounce back. The only reason it's going to bounce back is because the Fed's going to intervene and prop it back up again. Now, eventually, the piper will be paid. So we're talking to those of you who right now, imagine if you had a million dollars in 1970, you got $150,000 interest because at 15% interest, that's what you, you got. 
at 150000 a year in 1970, you could live. Today, if a million dollars, you're lucky if you're getting $10,000 a year, which is below the poverty line, and yet people are still saving money. The stock market's an all-time high, and people are still investing for the long term. And China just devalued the yuan, which means that the U.S. dollar if it, if it keeps going up, unemployment in America will keep going up. So the question is, what are you going to do? And that's what today's subject is about. And we're talking about real estate getting started. But Kenny owns thousands and thousands of units, and Koran helps people who are just starting out. And I really recommend, if you're just starting out, start with ABCs of real estate and then hire a rich dad coach. Right, Koran? Correct. And It'll save you a lot of headache, man. That's right. And Kenny said something that was so important. He said that real, real estate investing is a business, and it is. When I talk to people, I let them know that it is a business. Real estate investing is a serious and business. And you can lose money in it. Absolutely. So if somebody, if somebody's talk, you're talking to somebody and you're telling them what it really takes to do it, how many people so go, oh, sorry, that's too much work? Mm-hmm. Many people do that. However, they think they're looking for the and easy And they should fix. get out if that's too much work. That's yes. right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. You should stay in stocks. There's yeah. no silver bullet. There's not, it doesn't fall from the sky right in their lap. They it takes a lot of hard work, effort, and energy to make it happen. And what Kenny is saying, he's not saying it directly, but I'll say it for you. When I meet people who are amateurs, they say, oh, I'm going to buy a piece of real estate because the real estate goes up. Kenny doesn't care because he can make the value go up. The average person cannot increase its value. So that's why Kenny's book, The ABCs of Real Estate Investing, Property Management, and The Advanced Guide to Real Estate Investing. Kenny, being an entrepreneur, can control the value of the stock, I mean, of the property going up, as well as the cash flow coming up, coming out, and reducing expenses. That's your primary job, right? Yeah, we we call it forced equity. So when we buy something, before we buy it, we have a plan to increase the cash flow on it, you know, with some very basic things, you know, whether it's increasing rents or, you know, putting in re- a washer dryer, <laughs> putting in washers and dryers or, or, you know, just renovating the insides and getting more rent than something that might be older. So, you know, those are, those are strategic plans to grow value. And you um, can do that on a single family home, right, Coran? You do the same thing. Yes. Right? That's right. So, so I'm, you know, I, I'm obviously watching the market. I'm hopeful that it'll go up. But I still have a plan to be able to uh, grow the value regardless. I think that's kind of one of the key points that we're talking about today because stock market's coming down, oil prices are coming down, gold commodities are coming down, yet you have, we have no control over any of that. But you're saying, Koran and Kenny, you have control over the income and the expenses. Is that what makes real estate different? Or, 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 or do we see real estate coming down too? Real estate hasn't been coming down. It's been going up. Um, as a matter of fact... It does come down during those the subprime, which was a, really a derivative play. When we hit the bubbles. But that was a good time for us. And what we're trying to say in this program here, this time it could be different, so we're a little bit more cautious. That's what I'm saying. Because in 2000, again, in 2007, nobody was in apartment houses. No. Kenny, Kim, and I, we looked like the three stooges, didn't we? Yeah. We're, we're in apartment houses. Well, two and today, stooges and one. <laughs> and then today, and, but today we look like geniuses. You guys are in apartment houses. Remember that? Yeah. Well, the, there's only, it's a very basic supply and demand issue. So if the demand goes down because people lost jobs, then real estate gets hurt. Or if there's an oversupply of real estate, 
real estate gets hurt. Those two things are not happening. Well, well, what what about with the job losses today and unemployment today? So, doesn't that doesn't yeah, that affect it? We 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 already got hit with that. Yeah. So we got hit with that in oh seven, oh eight, oh nine, and you know that was when we took the hit. And today our program is especially targeted to all of you who bought the BS of save money and invest for the long term in the stock market and get out of debt. Those are the three worst pieces of advice right now because right now the government is – you know why is the middle class shrinking? It's because they're saving money. They're getting out of debt and they're in the stock market and that's why they're shrinking right now and they say, well, go to, you know, go to school and get a job and 6.9 million kids are now in default of their loans, the school loans, 6.9 million. They say, well, that's not a lot of people but when you have a bankruptcy on your credit score, it's kind of tough to get a house. Do you know what I mean? So they say, oh, you go back to school and get a job but these kids aren't aren't going back to school getting a job. They're coming out of debt and defaulting on their loans. And 6.9 is only the tip of the iceberg. There's more coming up behind of them. So everything has changed. So all of you out there saving money, investing for the long term, getting out of debt and buying, you know, going to school, this is your program. When we're talking about for those of you who are now really considering real estate and the big difference between real estate and paper assets, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs and all that is paper is liquid. You can get in and you can get out. The trouble with real estate, if you get in and you made a bad mistake, you're stuck with it. Right, Corinne? Correct. And what we're seeing now is um, something they call boomerang buyers. Uh, and these are people that qualified for home loans uh, and lost them. In other words, as their foreclosures or short sales aged out, their credit score reports are getting stronger, a little stronger. And what they know is that um, they're looking at the rental market. They're, they're seeing what they have to pay for rent. And rents are outpacing mortgage payments. That means the rent is higher than what they pay for a mortgage. Absolutely. And so, so these boomerang buyers, they they were hurt. They made mistakes. They probably uh, overextended. They did a lot of things that w- when anybody that could breathe could get a loan, uh, they bought. That was, that was That's what brought down the 2007 crash. Absolutely. So once again, we're talking to Corinne, Corinne Messina, and she's a real estate investor, but she's also a rich dad coach. And we're talking to Ken McElroy. He's a founder of the MC Companies. He's author of three books, ABCs of Real Estate Investing, uh, the ABCs of Property Management, which is essential if you're going to invest in real estate. And the advanced guide to real estate investing is you know, some of the most spectacular tr- investing I've ever seen. Any comments, Kim? Yeah, so, so you said earlier, Robert, you said everything has changed. And I think one of the key points that we want to make is people are waiting for, oh, when the economy comes back, oh, when things get back to the way they were, we don't think they're getting back to the way they were. And some, at some point, you got to wake up and go, hey, this is the way it is now. So here's my question to Kenny. This is the way it is now. It's not going to come back, in my opinion. Does the formula, our rich dad formula of buying a property, paying the mortgage, collecting rent, paying the expenses, and at the end of the month, you manage it well, you have a positive cash flow. Does that formula still work today? Oh, yes, of course. It's always worked. It will continue to work. The, the You know, what people people say, you know, it's interesting. They, they broad brush real estate and say it's a good time or a bad time. That's ridiculous. There's all the different kinds of real estate classes from industrial to retail to office to apartments to condos to high-end houses to low-end houses, you know, different markets. So you can always find good deals somewhere with somebody that wants to rent them and provide cash flow, period, in any town, anywhere. I'm positive of that. And what's happening is more and more people are renting, right? 
Well, that is an interesting thing. So there hasn't been a lot of job growth, as we all know. And so the, all the kids for you know that graduated from school, they, they estimate that that's like 25 million kids living with their parents. You know, they're working at some job somewhere, you know, making $10, $12 an hour. Those people are expected to come back in, you know, for my industry. So, you know, the apartments right now have a five-year demand, oddly enough, even though rents are high and prices are high. You know, there's five years of demand of renters, actually. That's sitting. our nephew. That's our nephew, yeah. Jason. Jason has been living at home with mom and dad. He's 28. 28, 28 years 28 old, years still old, at home. Just moved out and got his own apartment. Right. So those, those are the people, you know, that's my demographic. But, does, you know, that's just specifically what I look for. You know, there's there's those things in everything. You know, there's, there's 50,000 people a day retiring you know, turning 65. So that's a different demographic. So you just have to focus on, you know, and be really good at what you want to be good at and, and, and then buy well. And also those, those people who are migrating, this illegal immigration and legal immigration. But like in New York, as we were talking about, is the Russians are moving there, not because they necessarily like New York, but the ruble is dropping and they want to put their money into something that might sustain value. Is that correct? Yeah, they're, they're hedging the dollar via real estate, all cash in the U.S. And so, then in, on the West Coast, like in Hawaii, there's these, you know, the birds of prey are in the sky. We saw the building cranes. When you see those things up, you know the crash is coming. But most of the buyers are Chinese. And the down payment for a condo in this, in this one development, which is a horrible place, is $600,000. Low income housing in this development is $750,000. That's low income. I don't know if I would want to pay that much. <laughs> yeah, but if, but if, you're, if you're living in Asia and you're living in China and you got a whole bunch of money, you're, you you're trying to figure out what to do with to it. Right. And, and so Honolulu makes sense. Yeah, so there are places, unlike San Francisco, where it makes sense. But we were just in Napa yesterday, and low-income housing is $750,000. I'm going, how does a person you know, making 15 bucks an hour buy that? But there, but there are. I mean, Corinne, you talk to people all over the U.S. and you talk to people in different markets. And would you say you can always, in in a market, always find some type of a deal that makes sense? Absolutely. Again, they need to look at a property or they need to be in a financial market that they can afford. So, what if they're living in Manhattan? They say, ah. "What do you say?" I live in Manhattan. What do you say? Good luck. What, what are you going to do? You, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be speculating in Manhattan. Really. I would. Either. I would go outside of Manhattan. Go to New I'll Jersey. I'll, That's I'll right. T- <laughs> I'll tell you the main reason. I mean, as pessimistic as it comes, it's ground zero for the next attack. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't want to be too excited about Manhattan. I'd be more excited about Payson right yeah. now. Well, what I'm mm-hmm. saying is if you're living in an area that's too high expense, go outside the city a little bit. We well, don't want to live in a target deals. area either. Really what makes real estate work, and it's not just a house. It's really jobs. It's businesses. It's improvements. Right, Kenny? Well, infrastructure is everything. So, you know, it, it, it's not sustainable if, if, if there isn't that kind of an infrastructure, you know. Is there a certain mindset you need to be a real estate investor? I mean, or is it just what it, here's what it takes and you got to do it or you're not going to do it? Uh, I think that it does take a certain mindset. I think that you have to have the tenacity to stick with it. I think that you have to know that you what you don't know. You have to be aware of the fact that you need to – 
Educate yourself. It's a business. It is a. It's a serious and it's, entrepreneurial. And, and the moment you make it's a, entrepreneurial. The moment you buy it, you're stuck with it. That's the thing, and that's why you better be smart as heck before you buy it. Once again, it's Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show. We're talking to Corinne Messina. She is a real estate investor, a real real estate investor, and coach at Rich Dad Coaching, specializing in people in real estate. And I recommend it very simply because of this. If you make a mistake in real estate, it's painful. And we also have Ken McElroy. He's our partner in many, many real estate deals. He's Rich Dad Advisor on real estate and founder of MC Companies. He does a really high-end stuff, which is but you should start with his first book, The ABCs of Real Estate, then Property Management, and then go to the Advanced Guide to Real Estate Investing. So, uh, Kenny and Corinne, let me start with Kenny. One one tip you would give to people that are thinking of getting invest into real estate or in investing, what's one thing that they need to pay attention to? Well, interest rates have been and are and I think will continue to be at all-time lows. And, and I think – Well, that's I, bad for savers, right? It's really bad for savers. And so that's, that's my point. You know, basically, the government's saying – Borrow. Borrow. You know, get into debt. Now get into good debt. So, yeah. so I think people are crazy for not taking advantage of these lifetime low rates and uh, investing them into cash-flowing assets. I think they're crazy if they don't do it. They're going to look back and they're going to go, oh my gosh, rates were three, four, five percent, you know, back when I was a kid. And uh, it's just, it's phenomenal, phenomenal time to, to borrow at less than inflation. But okay. if you're going to borrow, then you better hire Karen to coach you through it, right? You have to know, you know, what you're borrowing for. Right. So, yes. So, Karen, what's your final tip to listeners? Just remember that with any property, cash flow is king. You make money. Queen, that's correct, (laughs) Kim. Thank you. (laughs) And you make money at the buy. You have to be smart. You have to have researched it. So if I say to you, "Hey, I'm going to buy real estate because real estate goes up," what would you say to me as a coach? As real estate, because real estate goes up. Well, real estate may or may not. So, what have you done? Where? How do you know that it's going to go up? Make a bad buy. It. If you make stuck. That's right. And that's why you, you do your buy due, smart. You got to do your due diligence. You got to get And your Kenny, education. how many properties have you looked at only bought one? And we looked at 600 deals uh, all over the western US and we ended up buying one this year. Wow. And that's the point of this program. If you make a mistake in it, it's painful. Very, 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 very painful. Final comments, Kim. Well, I think, I, as Kenny said, I think it's a great time. It's interesting because we were just up in Napa and there was, and Robert hands me this deal. And it was a 12-unit apartment building and it was like $3 million. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think I can make that cash flow. <laughs> but the price, so the, it'll go up in value. It'll go up. So I, here's my main takeaway is I don't think this economy is coming back. I, I'm quite sure it's not. It's Economy's changed forever. On. It has moved, moved on, on. And you need to move on too. And uh but um, I'm, I like that this, the formula we have that, that we've been talking about with Rich Dad, Poor Dad, the cash flow formula, it's the same formula and it does still work today in my opinion. You just have to look a little harder and yep. be a lot smarter. Yep. Final words, Corinne? Now is the time. It is, there is always time. Do it. Don't just think about it. Do it. That's a deal of a lifetime coming by you every day. Final words, Kenny? Well, I think this is a great time for Rich Dad because I think most people, even though they listen to these, they read the books, they they still largely bank on the the market going up uh, or the cap- savings. Yeah, get, you know, savings being more uh, capital gain based strategies. That's just not going to work in the in the foreseeable future. You have to buy based on cash flow. Period. 
But so the final word I'll have for you, which which was again was um, Crash Course, that book by Chris Martinson and uh, Adam Taggart. The word growth. Every time you want, listen to CNBC, they're going to mention the word growth. There is no growth right now. And that's why you've got to be more careful than ever before. And once again, remind what this program is about. It's for those of you who bought, who drank the Kool-Aid of believing in saving money, getting out of debt, and investing for the long term in the stock market. If you're doing that, you're probably not going to make it. I really have bad news for you because that's very bad advice inside this time frame of the economy. And our guest today are Ken McElroy. He's a partner in many of our real estate investments. He's a rich debt advisor on real estate, founder of MC Companies. His website is mccompanies.com. He's the author of the ABCs of Real Estate Investing, the most important book, the ABCs of Property Management, because that's where the entrepreneur comes in. And the third th- book is an advanced guide. <laughs> and a lot of guys want to do the advanced uh, guide, but they can't even find a deal yet. <laughs> but anyway, it's kind of funny. <laughs> and our other guest is Coran Messina. She is a rich dad coach. And uh, she's a real real estate investor and my sweetheart, Kim. Any comments, Kim? No, I just want to get to the first question because real estate is such a hot subject and uh, we do have a lot of questions. So thank you again for submitting your question. So I want to just get started. Melissa, first question. Our our first question today comes from Nicholas in Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City. KMBC. All right. (laughs) Right. His favorite book is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It says, pretend you were starting your investment career and your strategy was buy and hold as it is today. What type of property would you buy and what type of financing would you probably choose? I'm going to uh, be blunt with you. And so if I can give you the best advice right now, just admit you don't know something. Read Kenny's books and then hire a coach and you'll be a lot better off in the long run. And if you're right now saying, well, I can't afford, I don't have the time, well, then stick with stocks. Because those to be in real estate takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of money. And if you can't control those two comments, I can't afford it, I don't have the time, you probably shouldn't be in real estate. Is that correct, Corinne? That's absolutely correct. And going into something saying I can't afford it is counterproductive to what you need to do. You teach us so often, how can I afford it? Right. The point is you don't have the mindset. That's all I want to get at. Mindset. And if you think you know everything, you're probably going to lose everything, right? Absolutely correct. And this is where coaching comes in. Yeah, very simple. Why would I lose everything? Any comments, Ken? It's just a very common question. You know, it's, yeah, it's people sad. want the answer. People, and there is, it's not a simple answer. Well, they want the answer like buy stocks, invest for the long right. term, buy, hold, and pray. That's what most And that's why want. they're in trouble today. That's well, right. they, they, I mean, they stay up in their head and they're thinking, 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 but they're not out there actually looking, doing, touching, feeling. If they were, then he then would be telling us that's what exactly. he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I, I don't mean to be rude, but that's a very amateurish question. It's also naive and it's probably ignorant too. Next question, Melissa. <laughs> Just, no, it just is. Just so you know. Just, it is. Look, you I'm, just I'm, saying. <laughs> look, for those of you who think I'm rude here, I'd be more rude not to tell them that. You know, I'd, I'd be trying to pretend. I'd be, I'm not a financial planner. You know, I am not a financial planner. I don't make any money off of this advice. You know, financial planners will tell you anything to get you to buy something so they can make a commission. Right, Melissa? That's right, Robert. I don't trust First those little sneaky the little devils there, you know. If you, want, if you want to pet a mongoose, you're going to get bit. You know what I mean? That's what those most financial planners are. They don't know what they're talking about. They're only there to sell you something. Am I correct, Melissa? Yes, sir. Okay, next question. Our next question comes from Suhami in Alhambra, California. Favorite book, Midas Touch. 
What is the best way to make money quick with positive cash flow with very little money to start with? Well, if you're in Alhambra, you know, the best place to go to the Santa Anita racetrack, put your life savings on it and hope the horse wins. Any comments, Kenny? It's really just the same question we just had. Yeah. You know, where, where, where should Except I go? Except she had it quick. She yeah. had it quick. She wants should, it now. Where, I have no money. Where should I go and give how me, do I make money? Yeah. yeah. Give me the, the magic track, formula. Who doesn't want to know that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bet, on, bet on the lottery. You know, I mean, do what all the losers do and you'll be a fine. But <laughs> it's interesting because that is what, how people think. They think, you know, what stock is it? It's not a stock. It's, it's Real estate's a business. Yeah. Any comments there, Karan? There's no quick fixed it takes the well you work. could win the lottery right oh you it's could possible. and and if you didn't know what you were doing if you didn't have the financial literacy you might lose the money you won and you could go to the racetrack and bet on american pharaoh to win the triple crown <laughs> and you've been fine well suhami so suhami um obviously has no idea what this show is about i mean we're about financial education we're about putting in the time the effort we're about doing what it takes and to give me the quick answer how get me cash flow with no money I mean, that's not, that's not even practical. That's I'll tell you not what even else is happening realistic. Is the, the Super so, Bowl is going to be in San Francisco. Why don't you go up there and bet on that? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But that's what most people are doing, right, Kenny? I mean, well, it's 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you pay tax on top of that. So, Karan, when you coach people, what do you coach them through? I mean, isn't there a lot of preconceived stuff they, can't, they, they go through in their own mindset? Always. Um, and mindset is – Something that is not always easy to change, but no. what we do is we start from the very basics, and it is all they're always the rich dad concepts and principles. Because no matter what changes in the real estate market, no matter what changes in the and economics, the foundations are the same. It is how you apply what you've learned um, that gives you the agility to move through these processes. And that's what coaching does. It it take you have someone that can stand beside you, uh, take you through these processes, talk you through a process. Listen to your misconceptions. It, absolutely, and you that and change a mindset, taking you from where you were to where you need to be. Right. So you need you just and you need to invest time. I mean, I heard a statistic recently that said that said the average American spends 10 hours of their lifetime, not a year, 10 hours of their lifetime planning for their retirement. That's how talk, much time they put in. So they want the quick fix with no money down. And Kenny, let me ask you this. If somebody, you know, how many real estate brokers have you met that are really smart? Uh, less than 10%. Yeah. And you, that's who you take advice from. Yeah. They're salespeople or mutual fund salespeople or financial planners or stockbrokers. Most of them are not very smart people when it comes to money. They're salespeople. If you can understand that, they will sell you anything to put food on the table. Next question, Melissa. Our next question comes from Kunti in Cambodia. Favorite book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. The question is, can I become wealthy even though I'm almost 40 years old? Is it <gasps> too late 40. to start? Oh, my God. She's an old maid. Okay. Well, let uh, <laughs> Robert better add to that one. <laughs> well, it depends upon you. There are a lot of people whose mindsets are so fixed, and most of them are real estate brokers and financial planners. They are only there to sell you something. And if you can't get out of your own mindset, I think you're screwed because 40 is not old. But if you think it's old, you're old. So uh, I'll ask Karan because Karan is a Rich Dad Coach. You can go to richdadcoaching.com. You can ask for Karan if necessary. But really, 
it's the mindset. That person already thinks they're old. I mean, what kind of mindset is that? Uh, it is kind of defeated, a, isn't it? Very. It is. It, I low hate to say this. It, low self-esteem, and um, it, it is, as you would say, a loser mentality. Well, we have to turn that around. It's never too late. It is only too late if you don't begin. And the starting point would be with coaching, changing that mindset moving through these processes, having confidence in yourself. And the way you gain that is increasing your financial literacy and intelligence. It takes a lot of energy to do that, but it's never, never, never too late. And I think if you I think if you listen to our words, I'm almost 40. Is it too late? She's already in her mind said, I have an excuse to not get started. That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing it, her age. She's using her age uh, as an the, excuse, even though she's not old. Is, I hear it all the time. That's Always. I got sick. I said, why don't you take coaching? Oh, man, you don't know how hard my life is. You know, I don't have any money. And I said, well, you better handle that one first. Or I'm in debt, man, you know. And everybody's got this loser story. You know, Kenny has a loser story. <laughs> I have a loser story. But, you know, people, they actually listen to that loser story all day long. And if you can't get rid of that loser story, you're not going to win. They convince themselves. Well, they like being effing losers. And if you want to be a loser, then you really shouldn't get into real estate. Find a financial planner and they'll tell you where to put your money. Next question, Melissa. Our next question comes from Stefan in Rhode Island. Favorite book, Unfair Advantage. Says, Robert, what should be my first priority? Getting out of bad debt and improving my credit score or getting an investment property? Right now, I have a bad credit score and no savings, so I'd have to find an investment partner. You know, we were just talking to the loser <laughs> Very mentality. similar questions. Yeah. Who in the world would invest with you? <laughs> Kenny, you want him as a partner? No. So, Karan, what, would he, what can he do? He has to start at the beginning. Well, he's got to get rid of that loser mentality. Absolutely. That mindset, again, tell yourself that... Well, it's not even tell you. Do something, I, man. I, I mean, it's like take small, tiny, take sick. a tiny step. Take a little step. Just do something. Go look at a house. Go, go buy an ounce of silver. Go do something. Because, again, I hear another excuse. I just hear another excuse. They want I have us to bad say, oh, debt. I feel sorry for yeah, you. Yeah, bad debt. Don't start now. Don't start now. You got bad debt. I feel so sorry for you. So let me tell you what. I'm a rich guy. I'm going to give you money so you can lose my money. Hey, Robert. What a stupid thing that is. How much bad debt did you have when we started? A bit. (laughs) (laughs) But the problem was this guy is either or. He hasn't took a look at why he's an effing loser. That's the really big thing here. If you think – I mean most people have a story of why their lives don't work. They all have this story. I have one, but I had to get outside of the story. And that's why I have, you know, Koran, K-O-R-A-N-M-E-S-S-I-N-A. Do you hear a lot of those sad sob stories? I do. And do you know what I say? Boo-hoo. Get over it. Now let's change that mindset. Yeah. And, and let me just add one more thing. I mean, our, our whole thing with business and investing, we're also huge on personal development. And a lot of the coaching is personal development. I mean, you can't get over this mindset without working on yourself.